to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin AC, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune, joins me. Hello, Jay. How, Hello, Kevin. However you're doing, it is better than the Padres. However your weekend was spent, it was better than the Padres. <laughs> because, uh, you know, hopefully, like, you didn't have a goal that you would win two of three and then get swept. Well, we, you know, it's funny. We talked on Friday. I don't know if it's funny, but we talked on Friday that the Padres could not win the wild card over the weekend in St. Louis, but they could lose it. And look what happened. Yeah, they lost it. Yeah. So they're, they're four games back now. There's, what is it, 13, 13 to play, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. counting the game, the extra game on, uh, uh, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. So um, I, I, it's, it's really, 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 10 times really difficult to see a path where the Padres could win the wild card still. I'm not even sure I can see a path for a winning season, which is just almost incomprehensible wow. considering yeah. what, you know, what we went into this season looking at. And now it's like, wow, can they finish at 500? Um, so yeah, the weekend was, I mean, if you spent time watching the Padres, it was, basically a disaster if you went to a certain f- school in los angeles that lost a football game late 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 saturday night it wasn't that wasn't great either but otherwise it was good otherwise it was good so uh some good football on sunday and uh we move on i guess i mean there's still two weeks left in the season but uh I, you know we should talk about the story you wrote the other day uh i guess we should start with Machado and Tatis, although it's interesting and, you know, this isn't wasn't part of your story that people read, but I think I can I can share this, that that was a story you had written a lot of several days earlier. Um, and it was decided one night that you decided it wasn't quite ready yet. And so we waited on it because we're not going to run stories that aren't ready to be published. And then, you know, a few days later, the Tatis Machado incident happened in the dugout. And it wasn't just those two. I mean, there were other people involved in the dugout. I mean, that was sort of the part that that one camera caught. But anyway, um, this has been brewing. This this was not something, the story you wrote, was not something that was put together in 12 hours or whatever on on Sunday. This was, I'm sure, weeks weeks in the making. So I, I guess I'll leave it to you to to talk about the, the story and, and sort of everything that has happened with the Padres and all seem to come to a, uh, a head, if you will, over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the, the part of the story that of course uh, is, I guess the biggest part, and it's the part that people took away is, is the status of Jace Tingler. And I could have written that part of it uh, at least, you know, uh, and it turns out have, have been, you know, pretty much spot on probably like a month or more ago. Um, it, but the re- that story was, let's say, ready to go last week, but not like I just didn't feel 100% right about it. And if you're going to write a story about how a guy has absolutely lost um, a good portion and an important portion of the clubhouse, that you're going to write about how there are uh, strains between the players and the, the front office and kind of paint this mess, you better be 100% ready to go with it. And I think you and I had decided – before that even, that probably Monday was going to be the day that this thing goes in the paper. And then what happened Saturday is like, okay, this thing's going to go and I'm going to rewrite the top of it. Um, and, and yeah. you know, 
that was natural too. Didn't even have to strain because the people that you talked to in the aftermath of the uh, Tatis Machado incident were basically kind of wrote it for you. They uh-huh. they said that it painted a picture and this is what should have happened. Uh, and, and what should have happened is that the manager took care of this a while ago. And I, I didn't tweet yesterday in response to a national site uh, saying, referring to my story and talking about the issue with Tatis has been going on for a month. And it's something that I hate about Twitter. This tweet was not erroneous. It said in the story that, Tatis has been somewhat brooding for a month. He's been very frustrated. Mm-hmm. I just hate that in this day and age, that's kind of can be a takeaway. And then you put that in a tweet. The kid's 22 years old. He's been terribly frustrated. He's been treating every at bat like it was the, you know, the final at bat of the season and the entire season weight on it. Right. And that's what's happened. Okay. It's kind of not that big a deal and shouldn't have been that big a deal if Jace Tingler had what I termed the sway, had uh, the influence, had the respect, had whatever. I mean, it's not like uh, uh, Jace Tingler's a shrinking flower, but mm-hmm. it just – look, other veterans even tried to talk to Tatis. It just didn't happen. And there are people that are convinced that a Buck Showalter, a Bruce Bochy, uh, whoever, um, a guy who had the respect from the start with the with the clubhouse. And gosh, Jay, I think that you, know, you and I talked about this a bit. That has some tentacles to it like – you know, are you going to play for a guy or not? But whatever. The fact is, well, these are the players say, on the team, yeah. and they don't respect Jace Tingler. And I shouldn't say all, by the way. I made sure to point that out in my story. But there's enough of a problem that it's almost impossible to see Jace Tingler going forward as the manager of this team. Right. And what, I, I think what you talked about with the tentacles is, okay, there's still a part of me that says, all right, you don't like the manager. You don't respect the manager. You're not playing for the manager. You know, you're playing for yourself. You're playing for your teammates. I, I, I just can't get my arms wrapped completely around the fact, and, and this is not a defense of Jace Tingler in any way or suggesting in any way that he doesn't share in the blame for this because, of course, he does. But I can't get my arms completely around the fact that, okay, you don't really like the manager. The Padres have, like, all these guys. I, I'm reading off something that, that Jeff Sanders just posted. It's his... his look ahead at the series and they have seven guys on the team right now that have an OPS below 700 in September, seven guys. So do all seven guys hate Jace Tingler? And they've just decided, you know what? I just don't, you know, give a rip about this and I don't like the manager. And so I'm not going to play hard. And, you know, by the way, among those seven guys is not Fernando Tatis and not Manny Machado, <laughs> two guys that were, you know, in that group in, in the big to do there. So I, I still can't help but blame. I blame the players for this, and I blame AJ Preller for this because there are pl- they don't have enough players in certain positions, but they do have players in other positions that have underperformed. You know, Tommy Pham, Austin Nola, Eric Hosmer, Trent Grisham. Those are four of the guys that are among the seven that are below 700. Those guys need to be better. Now, Adam Frazier is is not one of those guys. He's hit the ball much better uh, in the last couple of weeks after we all criticized him, especially me. Um, but I think those other guys, I mean, Tommy Pham has not been a good player since he's been a Padre for two years. Now, is that on Tommy Pham? Is it on A.J. Preller? Those are the things you're never really going to, get to Trent Grisham has been a disaster lately this is a guy that 
I think you mentioned, you know, they were going to talk about uh, getting a contract done with him. At this point, why would you get a contract done with him? I, th- he hasn't shown anything really that lends you to believe that why should you sign a long-term deal? He, to me, Trent Grisham has a lot of proving to do. Right now, he's a 250 hitter, you know, a little bit. It's on base better than that, of course. But he's a 250 hitter with, to me, sort of average defense. I mean, I wouldn't call him, I wouldn't say it's gold glove defense in any way. Uh, this year. So that's another guy, you know, Hosmer, we've talked about a lot. Um, you know, Austin Nola was part of, you know, trade deadline of 2020 that I'm not sure was any better than trade deadline of 2021. Those are all issues we can get into and will get into down, down the line. But again, it still comes down to players playing. And just because you don't like the manager to me, doesn't give you sort of a free pass into and, saying, okay, you suck, but you suck because your manager sucked. That that doesn't that doesn't work for me. And the other component of that you mentioned, and I felt like that was a thread at the, in the story. I made sure it was up high. It was down at the bottom. It was in the middle. Is AJ Preller, and he's the guy who built the team for better or worse. And it was supposed to be this incredible positive, right? The manager and the general manager are aligned. Right. And right. Well, when when look. Let's throw out last season, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. last season the Padres but you can't throw it out completely because they were they did have a good sixty game stretch. And they, it's they did. They were thirty seven and twenty three this year. They were thirty four and nineteen through fifty three games. So now you're you're looking at two good starts. What we don't know is last year whether it would have continued. I always thought, well, okay, sure, yeah, would have continued. They would have won ninety games or whatever. Now I'm not so sure, but anyway, go ahead. Well, th- that's the thing, and, and there were just a lot of things that went into that. The Padres, and, and I've talked about this before, were better prepared for that season, having been in San Diego and been working right. out and all that. And, you know, they have some streaky players. They have some players that have injury issues, and lo and behold, the streaks were good last year. The injury, like, say, to Nelson Lamette didn't come till the end. Um, so go into and you so I say that to say well look they played for Jace Tingler last year okay mm-hmm. great uh they played for Jace Tingler this year too uh for right. the aforementioned uh period of time um look I'm not and even saying that until, they've all I'm not even saying they quit I'm mm-hmm. not even saying they quit. I, I'm right. not like, I'm sorry. You, there is a point to be made that they had that game on Saturday, that they came back in that game on Sunday. I can point to They won two games in San Francisco. I can point to this whole idea of quitting, whatever. But I, I do think it. that once you get into something where you're, when it comes to crunch time and you're just not like, whatever, you've been kind of in a, in a bad space for a month. Maybe that's when it affects you. I, I honestly don't know, and I haven't got a straight answer. But to AJ Preller, he <laughs> built this team. He's close with uh, the 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 manager. Um, AJ Preller, I can make all the excuses in the world for him. I can defend his thinking, but the fact is, he blew it at the trade deadline. He blew it in a few ways. And which year? Again, which year? <laughs> well, I'm speaking more of what he did do what he didn't do what he tried to do and and so then you've got well AJ and and Jace are the same guy and we're mad at AJ we're mad at Jace and Mm -hmm. I do think it's something we've got to look at it happened under Andy Green and now it's happened under Jace Tingler under Andy Green that collapse in 2019 give me a break that was coming I don't care what but in the players minds they were upset at what happened at the trade deadline didn't get anybody got rid of one of their favorite players by the way one of their best players um in Fran Mil Reyes um and it happened again this year like 
I don't know. I can't even talk on it now because I think we got to unpack this. What the heck is the matter that this team is so bad in August and September? Um, I mean, it's been horrible. You know that um, since August 11th, so on August 10th, the Padres were 17 games above 500. And that was the first time. They had been 16 games several mm-hmm. times, but they finally broke through. And it had been kind of a rough go. I think they maybe one game over 500 since July 1st uh, at that time. But they had finally broken through. And I'm like, okay, here it is. And guess what? They're 17 games over. I think they were four and a half up in the wild card. And you got one more with Miami, four against Arizona, and three against Colorado. I'm like, okay. This is it. I don't care what's coming up. You got three against Philadelphia, then starts that whole Dodgers Giants run. These guys are going to win five of the next seven or whatever, and it's going to be okay, right? You're going to get Paddock back, Darvish back, all this. They went one and seven, Jay, against the Marlins, Diamondbacks, and Rockies. And looking back, the season was lost. This Hot Lava Padres podcast segment is brought to you by Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, located in Escondido and serving the San Diego community for over 60 years. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals today during Jeep Adventure Days. The, but the thing about that is and about being mad about the trade deadline. The trade deadline was on the afternoon of July 30th, and they lost that night. That was the start of the Ryan Weathers decline, and they lost the next day. Then they turned around, and they won, they won two, lost two, and then won four in a row. So if they were so mad about the trade deadline— That's a little black and white. Where, I mean— It is, but it, it, it is, but at the same time, to— I, that's where I, I, I still have a little bit of a, an issue there. The problem is when things, and this is where the 2019 thing comes into it as well, although I agree with you, they weren't good enough in 2019 to, to ever contend. The problem is, and this is what we never really, we, we only found out last year briefly early in the season when they were struggling at one point, and it was kind of like, wow, this team needs to get going. And then they had the trip to Texas and, and, and everything got straightened out there and then they carried that through the rest of the short season where I do agree with some of this is when there was adversity this year and the and things started to turn and they they turned with that you know the Wednesday afternoon game against Miami which again you could just say well great I mean they had they had won four in a row you're not gonna you're not gonna win every game the they had the trip to Arizona after that they lost the first game in Arizona 12 to 3 they lost a close game in Arizona the next night they got no hit the night after that and and the problem was and this is where maybe again this is where maybe a better manager a more experienced manager a manager with more sway as you put it could have stepped in when things started to turn bad there was and and again this maybe the veteran leadership could have done something here when things started to turn bad there was nobody that was able to get them straightened out mm-hmm. and it just it just spiraled from there into whatever it was eight and twenty-one, I think, uh, before those couple wins in San Francisco last week. So I, I'm, I agree with you. I don't like the word "quit." That that you know, oh, the Padres quit. I don't think that's the case. I mean, if they quit, 
again, they wouldn't have won. Some of those games, you know, they battled back in that game against Philadelphia. Um, they they won a couple games in San Francisco, as you said on Sunday. They were they were down, you know, five nothing right off the bat. Uh, came back and and had a chance to to tie the game in the eighth inning, down eight seven. So I, I wouldn't say they quit. They just didn't play well. I think there's a difference. Well, also uh, obviously Jay, in in there. So Jay Adam Fraser's trying to make money. Tommy Pham's trying to make money. Trent Grisham's trying to make money. Manny Machado's trying to make the Hall of Fame. Fernando Tatis Jr. is trying to win the MVP. I mean, you know, right. they're, 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 they haven't quit. I, I, I just, I am just, I don't, I, ugh, I don't like that word, and I don't think it's fair. However, like if I don't know that either you or I would disagree with the premise of it, that like they somehow, when the going got tough, these guys did not get going. Um, Correct. And and Correct. that that is not something that we thought. Look, I'm still in shock. I mean, eight. Uh, uh, it's ten and twenty four since August 11th. Right. The right. only team with the worst record is the team I believe now tied for the worst record in baseball. I think Baltimore and Arizona are tied now. Um, but they're eight and twenty eight. And I don't say this to be facetious. The Padres might only be better because they haven't played four more games. Because that's the difference: eight and twenty or ten and twenty-four, and ten and twenty-eight is what it is. Oh, okay. Ten and twenty-four and ten and twenty-eight. Um, the the Orioles have played four more games. Like that's unfathomable. Like Jay, I still sit here having watched it every day, and Mm -hmm. I can't believe that this is a bad team. I, I mean, I'm still sort of in shock based on what we referred to earlier from Jeff's story. And I've been chronicling that all year. Like, But here's the thing. They were a bad team when those guys' OPS was above 750, which is the MLB average. This this just not has not been a good team. Now we need to talk about the bullpen has cratered. Uh, right. The starting pitching just other than, like I said, it's a – you take it all together, the chunks, the three small chunks that the starting pitching has been good, and it has been one-third of this season that the starting pitching as a whole has been anywhere near as good as we thought they were going to be. Now, yeah. here's the thing. It was always a question, and this is where I just can't get over it with A.J. Uh, Preller, and especially if you look at what some of these guys that he um, didn't get were are doing for other teams, including John Lester, Jay Happ, uh, 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 Jose Barrios, Tyler um, Anderson, uh, even even uh, Gibson from Texas. Yeah, what they're doing is giving their team a chance to win sometimes. Right, and the Padres don't have that. That said, this probably speaks to a um, lack in the farm system. The only thing the Padres really had to offer that people were interested in were um, prospects they weren't willing to give up. Because of all the trades they've made in the past, their their number six through 20 prospects weren't getting the job done for them. I do agree with A.J. Preller there. The only people, the only uh, moves that he was willing to make where he was going to give up guys, and let's not do a rabbit trail with Joey Gallo and how poorly he's performed for the Yankees, but was the Gallo trade, which was going to be accompanied by loot shedding Hosmer's salary, uh, and then a deal for uh, Max Scherzer. And obviously Scherzer and his folks were not uh, interested in that. They wanted to play for the Dodgers. So um, the problem here is depleted uh, farm system and injuries that have happened uh, to the starting pitching. But they were also not – they were not consistently good for most of the season. They just weren't. I mean, Joe Musgrove is a absolutely spectacular number three, a really good number two. And Joe Musgrove has been your best pitcher throughout the season. 
Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the, it kind of all goes back to that where, and maybe we just thought that we gave guys more credit than they deserved. Maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, Darvish was good at the beginning of the season. Sure was. Uh, he looked he looked like the guy that everybody thought that they were getting. Um, should you should someone and and in this case Preller, I guess, should he have seen that Darvish was going to break down in the middle of the season at age thirty four or thirty five or whatever he is? I never get that right. Um, I you know I don't know the answer to that. Blake Snell took a long time, uh, you know, to get going. Um, Pitched well at home, as I as I talked about all year long. He he pitched well at home the entire season, I think, with except for one bad start, um, I believe against the A's, maybe. And um, other than that, he was good at home. He was terrible on the road. And then starting in August, he got really good again. And then he got hurt. You know, Chris Paddock was up and down all year, but Paddock was never counted on to be more than like the number four guy, maybe. But there just wasn't. There wasn't enough depth, and then, as you, we've talked about over and over again, at the trade deadline, they passed on a chance to add depth. And, you know, we're counting on Weathers and Paddock and thought that they had enough with those guys. But there was no plan. There was really no plan B, I guess, um, after the Scherzer deal didn't happen. And thankfully, the Gallo deal didn't happen because that was a bad idea anyway. But the, the Scherzer trade never happened, and it was like, what do we do now? And they basically said, well, we're just going to stand pat. We think we're good enough. And as it turned out, they, you know, they clearly weren't. Right. And so what you did is you essentially sacrificed the 2021 season. Now, if Robert Hassel ends up being an all-star, okay, then one day you, you we, we all have to allow this. All right. There, there's, there's both can be true. There's no doubt they sacrificed the 2021 season. We knew that this is where I started my little tangent that ended up going minor leagues was that we knew at the start of the season, even as I was hyping up this rotation, I wrote stories that said, where are the innings coming from? Mm-hmm. So you know, we knew that was going to be a thing, right? So you sacrificed the 2021 season. But we must allow also that they kept Robert Hassel and that in the future that could help him. Now, that doesn't solve any of the issues right now or, you know, is you Darvish. I want to say this about you, Darvish. If there's a guy that I think is going to be able to figure out how to pitch at 35, mm-hmm. uh, it's you, Darvish. I, he, you're correct. He broke down this season. I don't think that means he's broken down. No, because I don't. I, he will no, figure I, this out. I didn't, I, I didn't say I it that. Right. right. No, right. absolutely. But I just want to make that clear. I think that, that this guy can figure out how to pitch at 35 and 36, which, man, among the things we could put at the top of the list that the Padres need, that's one of the things. Like, I think there'd be like five things at T1. And one of them is you better hope you Darvish can because he's owed $45 million over the next two years. So. Well, and, and, <laughs> or whatever and, and again, it is. Who has the best deals in the auto game? It's got to be Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, the auto all-stars. Right now, lease a new 2021 Ram 1500 Warlock Edition, Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo, or Jeep Renegade Latitude for only $198 a month or 0% APR and no payments for 90 days. Head to Jack Powell, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram in Escondido, San Diego, where we make shopping easy. Find these deals today during Jeep Adventure Days. And just to quickly look ahead at next year in the rotation, you know, you have Darvish and you have Snell and you have Musgrove. You think maybe you have Clevenger, but. And you think you have Paddock. And you think you have Paddock and you think maybe you have Weathers and maybe 
that guy, what was the guy that was the number three pick a couple of years ago and he was going to be the greatest pitcher in the history of baseball? Who, and, by the way, the, and, the anticipation of that has affected so many of the moves they've made or not right. made because, oh, it's cool. We are going to have Mackenzie Gore in 2020. Okay, wait, wait. We're going to have Mackenzie Gore in 2021. Uh, yeah. So, the again, there's still – so then that's going to create – and we'll get into the offseason more once it officially begins, but that's going to create an issue going forward is – who do you have for next year? Uh, and and how do you avoid something like this happening again, where you have a critical series in the middle of September and you're starting Vince Velasquez and Jake Arietta in, in two of those games. And, and, you know, again, that that's on the general manager. The general manager also has five years left on his contract. At, so um, it's at, at not a cheap price either. So I don't, uh, you know, He's not going anywhere. It just I was going to say, it doesn't seem, I, I know that's a big topic, and it just doesn't seem realistic that any organization is going to, you know, look, they they put they put their trust in Preller, and I, I'm not saying he shouldn't, that he should be fired, but you, how many more years, you know, okay, you give him maybe this next year, but what about it when he has four years left on his deal? I, I, I don't know. That's getting way ahead of the – uh, way ahead of the situation, but it, I agree. I don't think he's going anywhere this year. Now, does the, do they do something where they try to bring in anybody to help him? I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that would be realistic. Um, he's, he certainly is going to need a new manager. I just can't believe that, you know, as much as he likes Jace Tingler, that you can make that you can make a case and make a case in the clubhouse, as we've seen for, you know, for Tingler to be back. Now, what that means, I, I don't have the slightest idea. I don't know what the manager is. You know, it seems like they should have gotten an experienced manager last time and they didn't. But just having just because a manager is inexperienced doesn't mean he can't win. The last three guys to win the World Series didn't have any managerial managerial experience when they were hired. Um, Cora, Martinez and Robert. So that's not a prerequisite to win the World Series. But given the circumstance with the Padres right now, and they and the fact they're coming off a couple, you know, two straight inexperienced managers that didn't work out. Although I'll certainly cut Andy Green a lot of slack based on the players that he was given, as opposed to the players Tingler was given. They've got to get somebody with some experience this time, right? And I, I mean, at some point it's got to be okay, guys. And I'm speaking to the clubhouse. We we got rid of Andy Green. We got rid of Jace Tingler. We got this guy. <laughs> yeah. It, okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and they need, play, my, you know, again, they need phone out. I'm so upset. I know they need, they need <laughs> and they need some plan. You know, there's, we can get into more as well. They'll get it. They need players. They need roster upgrades. There will be changes on the roster uh, as well. But I, I think, you know, everybody, the, the big topic has been for some time, they just got to get rid of Jace Tingler. Like that's going to solve all their problems. And, that's not the case. You know, he, might, you he might be out. a good manager. He might not be a good manager. You know, look, he, he, they, as we said, they won a lot of games last year and the first part of this year with him managing. So it couldn't be, you can't just say, well, he was, he, he was bad and, and they won in spite of him or whatever you want to say, but I, I'm sure there's going to be a change, but you can't just say, okay, if somebody else had been managing this team, they would have won 95 games this year because that I'm not going to buy. Even some of the people that have said that 
Jace needs to go or they need an experienced manager or have at least agreed with that, all right, have said, this is finger pointing. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing I always like, I some of my story just, you know, I think I did a good job on the story because it was important to me to get it right. But there's also like, I, as I read it and read it again, I'm like, okay, man, this thing had a lot of layers. Wow. That's because life has a lot of layers. It's not <laughs> as black and white as this is Jay Stingler's fault. Okay. Right. And, and it's, and, and it can be both. It can be that Jace should have done this or this or this. Mm-hmm. And the players are kind of going, yeah, yeah, he should have. Just like we all do when run our right. job doesn't go, when we don't do our job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go, well, it was because, you know, I didn't get any sleep the night before. But this was happening with my dog or whatever. Um, so uh, that whatever it's, but it's not black and white. Jay, hundred percent. They got to get better in a lot of areas. Um, you know, the fact that they were starting Vince Velasquez and uh, Jake Arietta. Now I'm not convinced that, um, and this is from talking with people, Blake Snell wouldn't be back to like the, the division series or the championship series, I should say. Um, it's no longer a wild card series. It's just a game. Uh, so probably wouldn't be back to the championship series. Paddock, he could probably pitch again if they were going to be in the, in the playoffs. Um, so it, it's not that Velasquez and Arietta were pitching this. They, they could have limped to the playoffs and then anything can happen in the playoffs. They blew this thing. At the uh, end of July, beginning of August, I'm sorry, end of August and the beginning of September. They blew this thing by being, gosh, since July 1st, I think it is 10 games under or it's, it's got to be worse than that because now they're, well, you they're say 10 they games it. under since August 11th. So. Right, I was going to say, you could say they blew it just since August 11th. I mean, yeah. they, had their, they were at their season apex uh, after the game on August 10th. So if, yeah. regardless of what had happened during all that time, they were still in great position at, at what was 66 and yes. 49 uh, at that point. So I, I think, yeah, they, they lost. We talked about this last time. They lost games earlier in the season that they, they should but have that won. Happens. But yeah. that happens. They were they still happen. 66 and 49. And then, you know, yeah. everything fell apart, uh, you know, at that, at that stage. So uh, there's a lot of blame, as we've talked about before, there's a lot of blame so, to go around. And let's it's, wait. And it's, Let's wait till after this series. And by the way, Joe Musgrove, Kevin Gaussman tonight, and that's it. That's all we know for either team. My thought is that they probably want to save you Darvish for Friday when they've got to get through at least 10 innings against the Braves. Okay. That's my thought because of right now it would line up that you go Musgrove, Velasquez, Darvish, right. bullpen, bullpen. Um, so that seems yeah. a little rough. Uh, so, But let's wait till after this series, and, and it could possibly be if it goes as badly as uh, it has recently that we would be talking about can the Padres outlast the Rockies for third place? Can the Padres get to 500 for the season? That's where we're at. So, you're right. I didn't even realize the Rockies are six games behind. So, there you go. Um, I, I guess you wouldn't think that would be the case, but yeah. Who, 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 yeah, I don't know at this uh, at this stage. So, anyway, I think that's enough for today. We'll come back Friday and we'll talk more. We'll talk about what happened the last three days, whatever fallout there might be at Petco this week, what happened against the Giants, what's ahead against the Braves and all that. So thanks everybody. Thanks.